You? I do. I do. I do for for. That's my trusted method of doing a pork butt. I bring it out. I put a rub on, rub a dub dub on it, and then I just slow and low overnight. And wake up to the beautiful smells of pork and crack some eggs and have the pork breakfast. Oh. Have a uh, pork burrito oh. for lunch. You put some. You put you 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 put me in a place of in. Of, I think I'm in heaven here. What's this? <laughs> we'll try it for the Browns Browns Jets game whenever that's going to be a is that going to be a Sunday nice. night Monday night Thursday night well they can play one o'clock on Sunday make me very happy I don't know if the Browns are going to have a one o'clock game this year the sausage hunt. Ah! That's right, baby. 30 podcasts in 30 days. Day number four. Bringing in the heavy hitters from all over. And it doesn't matter if you got a fantasy football game or not. We're going straight to the Oracle upon high. We're going to bring them in right now. Why not a football minute theme? Let's do it, baby. They call me Mishy. They call me Mishy. They call me Mishy. And I respect that so much, Mr. Gabasa, that I was given an, another new nickname This at this point in my life. Man, I tell you what, if you're in a grumpy mood, all you got to do is say, hey, Missy, we'll adjust you. We will adjust you. Everything will work out fine. How are you, Mr. Kilbasa? I've had a crappy day. You've had a crappy day, but we're changing that frown to the upside down, man. We're going to go right after it. <laughs> it sounds like something Joe Biden might want to do. Wait, wait, no politics. No politics. My bad. Oh, your hair smells so good. What kind of shampoo are you using these days, Mr. Kilbasa? Uh, unfortunately, I have to use the uh, maximum strength medicated head and shoulders that's a little medicine-y smell, you know? Got to keep really? that dandruff. I'm, I'm just a yeast-making machine, man. I got Dry skin and all that. Oh, I got huh? everything, man. This you is wear just a bursting on. religiously? No. Should I? Really? Is that good for dandruff? No, it'd be, it would be probably uh, bad for it, you know, just to, this stuff in your hair. That's yeah. interesting. It's that, actually that, in that my happens. ears too, which is I know that's sexy for all the ladies out there. Like, yeah, I got hey it, now, got it in my mean, ears. Got to put the creams on this it. Is, this is an evolutionary tale. This is not a problem. This is just not. You're not the only one. I'm sure there's someone listening right now with someone in their life with a few flakes, and you recommend the Head and Shoulders Extra Strength Medicated Clinical, the Clinical Strength, I believe <laughs> they call it. <laughs> By prescription only? Or uh, it, it should. I think it used to be, but yeah, this is uh, the clinical strengths. Does, so, it, uh, does it tear off like the enamel on the bathtub and if, stuff? If you, it, it'll tear your skin off if you just put it on there without rinsing it off after a while. Wow. But hey, you know, wow. it's good for, you know, you got the eczema. Hey, you got the dermatitis. Hey, you got the dandruff. Hey. hey. Yours truly has been growing his hair, Mr. Kilboss. I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm... I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but I know. I mean, I've never seen you with 
hair longer than a you know a vice president of product development's hair i understand completely and uh sometimes we are confused because i clean up very well i've been told you do you, you've got an executive look about you it's it's the uh well thank you thank you with a mailroom and delivery it's, it's thank you <laughs> Is that a delay? Is that a, no, no, no. Come on now. But uh, where are we going? Oh, yes, the hair. So I've had to buy special shampoo for like the first time ever because my hair is growing. And America, my hair is uh, Steve Martin white. And it has been mostly that way for at least 15 years. And premature, sure, but I have hair, much like Mr. Kobasa. We have lovely hair. No, you have lovely hair. I happen to have some hair that I'm lucky to have, but you have you have great head of hair. And it is what, and you know the hardest thing, uh, Mr. Uh, Kobasa. What's that? To keep it clean. Mm. It's, it's the equivalent of buying a white car, and. Uh, you know how white cars get all the spots and all the dirt you can tell because basically it's white and all the coloration in the nation shows up with the pollution and things of that nature. Yeah. And the uh, the same thing with yours truly's hair. So I had to go and buy like the special formula of uh, for people with uh, this lack of hair color. I'm um, to understand it's a vitamin deficiency, by the way. Hmm. And. Uh, so be it. I don't think you can take anything for it unless stem cell research really get. Oh, imagine that. Hey, I'd like some stem cells to make my hair dark brown again. Sure. We're 10 years away from that kind of. We're yeah, 10 years away George from being Bush, able to split your genes however you want to. You know, George Bush wasn't president. We'd be there right now instead of the Japanese, the Chinese and everyone in Asia already doing it. How about. Oh, did I say that? Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. And look at these, man. <laughs> Look at these. I split my jeans and my hair is perfect. What's up? <laughs> but I have to use a special and I have to like shampoo my hair like five times a week now. Wow. Just to keep it clean. So you, do you have naturally greasy hair or something? Um, not particularly, but um, after a couple days, yeah, it gets a little, it gets that way. I like it. I don't mind it, but uh, it gets dirty. Or you, I notice the dirt, and there's like this yellow thing going on. And I used to look at the old timers that you know you go to the church with picnics and all those fun things when the old timers are there. Yeah. Assuming you, assuming of course you went to church picnics and those wholesome activities. I, I, I don't know. Religion with the fury of forty thousand sons. <laughs> yeah, but the picnics are a lot of fun, man. Come I on. hated those too. Hated every minute of it. Every fucking minute of it. I hated. Oh, my God. I used to sit next to Sister Mary Jenna, and we used to uh, laugh like it was nobody's business. Laugh. What a fun person. And uh, anyway, what I mean to say is I used to notice in the old timers that uh, there's like this yellow stuff going on with their old person hair. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yellowish. Yeah. And now that I grew my hair out, I noticed, oh, my goodness gracious, there's that yellow thing going on. It is filthy. And so I hunted down shampoo, and I am now a, uh, uh, you know, a Saturday evening alone with the music and the candles and a glass of wine and some nice company. And it's a bathing shower and making, sh making sure my hair is perfect Saturday evening before anything else goes on. There's a silver lining to that silver fox, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the company of having someone rinse your hair. Hey. Darling. 
That's Sugar worth an plum. extra ten bucks every time. Well, would you like the shampoo? Of course, I would oh, like the I, shampoo. No, it's not. This is not for pay. Please, please, oh. please, please. I thought this please. was at the beauty salon. No, this is in my bathroom. Oh. <laughs> it's it's almost the adult sport of incorporating uh, a Saturday evening just a little bit differently than I would have done twenty years ago. <laughs> but it's definitely a grown up sport. It's a lot of fun. Well, it's good and, to know uh, that you're finally like you. So apparently, for a long time, Saturdays the hair did not get washed. Saturdays, my hair was really short. I'd be in and out of the shower in three minutes and not care. Oh, gotcha. Now I need that extra attention. You see, I see. And and of course, someone lovely to share, you know, <laughs> or to share their attention with me, share her attention with me. It's right. just the way it is. It's beautiful. So for every dilemma, there can be something good happen in America. And I believe that's why we're here on the Sausage Hut tonight, to share some goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? How about that? What else is news to the world there? Uh, you're doing a 30 for 30. Is this correct? 30 podcasts in 30 days, Mishy. And you are up, hopefully, I, I for not the, the last uh, time this month. I the promotion says I'm number four. <laughs> You're and, on the uh, you're on the sausage hut number four, and the first two were Game of Thrones season long rehashes, recapsules fantastic. that I went through in about thirty minutes. So, if you really, really want to get just cram in Game of Thrones, because right now is the time. This is it. This is the last season. You might as well just experience as much as you can, so you can ride the dragon with us for this final uh, season. So I'm getting you. I already gave you season five, six, and seven. I'm giving you season one, season two, and then I got to give you season three. And then we're going to bring Kowski in for season four. And we're going to bring Kowski in for the, uh, the season seven recap slash preview for season, the final season, season eight. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And I got and some, I got some catching up to do, man. There were 67 episodes. I went all the way back. I'm re I'm watching all of them and I'm writing who haiku poems about each one of them. I so, love haikus. and I'm I on about haikus. 38 of 67. You know, I've coached some, uh, basketball, both for pay and volunteer competitive basketball. Right. Right. And I had a girl, she was, uh, I enjoyed teaching basketball to the girls. I, we did a travel program. And a lot of fun, a lot of fun, competitive ball, not your uh, Saturday afternoon with your classmates. We travel all around the county and either kick butt or get our butts kicked. And we had a game, you said, you said haiku, and we had a, I had a girl, she played the five, but I showed her all the ball skills to be a one or a two because you never know how tall these kids are going to grow these days. Yeah, You can be, you know, a point guard and uh, the number one girl going to college – Next year is a 5'11 point guard out of Minnesota. So, you know, my girl, that young lady at the time was like 5'9. And uh, I gave her all the guard skills I could throw at her. Anyway, we come into the game and she's there with her dad and her mom. And she says, hold on, coach. Hold on, everybody. And she said, like, hold the game. I'll, I'm almost done. And I said, honey, you're almost done with what? She goes, well, I was just writing a haiku and I had to memorize it. I mean, what were you writing it on? She said, I was just thinking it and making sure. And now I had to memorize it. I said, can you say it to me? And she said it. And it was nice. You know, all the right stand, all the right structure and stuff. And I smiled, man. I smiled. I said, I think we're going to have a great game today. Coach, coach, she said, it's going to be a great game. And then I'm going to share the haiku at the end of the game. And we laughed before the game started. We were loose as goose. 
And if I'm not mistaken, we won that game by double digits. We just kind of had a really good time. It's nice, haikus. It's nice that you use your mind and your body flows with those things. And uh, I'd be interested in hearing a haiku, Mr. Einstein, Mr. Kilbasa Einstein. Do you have a haiku for us? I do. I do. Um, let's see. In the in the season recaps that I did, I when I read, like I've gone line for line through the entire season. So I just read, like I do the Game of Thrones minute, but this is a whole season instead of one episode. So, you know, it's about 30 lines. And it ended up being like, I don't know, four and a half, five minutes of, of just fast-paced stuff. But pick a, uh, pick a number between one and... One and... 39. 38. One and 38. What if I said 13? Okay. 13 will get you season two, episode three. And that was from the episode called What is Dead May Never Die. And I'm going to give myself some reverb. That's a lot of reverb. Sounds good on this end. All right. Forest, field, and hall. A large shadow on the wall. Gendry's helmet falls. Now that happened to rhyme, but they don't usually rhyme. That's uh, you said that's two e three. Forest field and hall, a large shadow on the wall. Gendry's that just sounds like a falls. football story, man. Forest field and hall, a large shadow in the helmet of of hashtag America's team, hashtag the Cleveland Browns. Go Browns! What is the hype? Uh, what is the hype? Is there like super cool AD and drunk? What is the uh, mindset of the uh, the faithful? The first. This is the first off season in maybe twenty years that we haven't had to spend the entire winter talking about the draft. That's a good thing. Yeah, and we don't have a first round draft pick. We don't have the first pick. We don't need a quarterback. We need a backup quarterback though. Man, we're solidified. I, I don't know, man. All we got to do. And, and I understand. I understand, America, that there hasn't been any games played and they very well could end up 0-4. I know that. Let me enjoy this for once. I mean, all people Please. are talking about the Cleveland Browns in a positive light. And Baker Mayfield is either going to shit the bed monumentally or he's going to go <laughs> off. dude he doesn't have to he doesn't even have to look he can drop back close his eyes and pick a direction and fling it and one of those dudes are going to catch it the uh the phrase that comes to mind certainly people have thrown a lot of uh from the outside people have said back up back up back up you're not sliced bread but and they've been kind of mean about it again as you said they're all jealous is it is it the old envy and jealousy thing? Is that what it is? Yeah. Nah, the haters hate, man. That's not it. Haters hate. That's not envy, nor is it jealousy. That's just hate. They think it's funny or something. But if your club is on the rise in such a meteoric fashion, they're very quick to uh, shoot things down. I guess that's the nature of things. I guess that's the nature of things. But it must be exciting. Must be exciting. And... Uh, I don't know. That uh, haiku reminded me of a helmet in a football, so I had to ask about your football club. That's that's all. That's all. Yeah, and that's not all because I have not talked to you since 
arguably the best running back of the last 10 years, decided that he wanted to wear the green and white. That would be uh, Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Le'Veon, what a, what, a, what a play Le'Veon Bell made. He sat out, didn't think he would sit out. He uh, got paid much less than what he thought he would get paid. I didn't get to see a 26-year-old potential Hall of Famer have a great year, nor did anyone else. And now he's wearing jet green and white. Huh. Hope he doesn't turn out like Brett Favre, five games and injured. I, you know, you can say that about anybody in the NFL. This, you know, and, I, and I'm saying the same thing about Baker Mayfield. It's like, dude, the whole, the whole town's on your back, dude. You, if one freaking freak roll into your knee, better not happen. You know how funny that is in such a high high level of contact that goes on. Those guys, you know, they play so long. It's the freak accidents. It's always a freak accident. You don't. No one's intentionally body slammed anymore. Um, I know the rule changes in the past couple of years. Some guys went low for a little while. They regulated that out. Now you can't go for the head nor the legs. All you can aim for is the numbers, and uh, you better not hit them late. They're I don't want to be mean about it, but the prima donnas at quarterbacks have never had so much love and protection than as they do right now. And Baker Mayfield's not the guy to try and scramble 25 yards. He's not going to do that. He might, he can, can do it, but he's got enough options where he's not going to be a running quarterback out in danger of getting free hits. No, no, no not at all. Because I don't know, it's if they... impressive. you draft, you guys got, uh, Dual run it, dual wide receivers from LSU. You got uh, a stud kid. You got uh, Mr. Hunt coming back in week eight. You got my favorite tight end, the Big Chief, <laughs> Joku, and you know a young man named Freddie Kitchens. Who the hell is Freddie Kitchens? Well, Freddie Kitchens is going to be the next Tom Landry if this works out right. Bear, cool. I'm sure you probably prefer cool, Bear Bryant. He's the next Bear Bryant. He's from well, there Alabama. you go. There you go. There you go. You know, pick one. You know, you want to pick the hoodie. You want to pick anybody who's successful. Coach Shula, any of them who've been uh, ultra successful. Because he's set up to uh, for Cleveland to win 9-10 if, you know, on a, on a low end, nine games. And your defense is better. Your offense is superior. And uh, to anyone else in your division right now, and I think you should sign for celebration. Drink that Kool-Aid, young man. Drink that Kool-Aid. Might as well done. enjoy it now, man. Might as well enjoy it. Best best Browns offseason in 20 years. No, That's shit, 25, 30 years. That's the nature of sports, I think. Uh, people get a little hype on that. But enjoy it while it's here. And that was, to me, the problem with Le'Veon Bell. Because as a football player, he's completely dynamic. And for all the wrong reasons, we did not get to enjoy him play this past season. And now he's with my green and white. And uh, let's hope he's an MVP candidate. <laughs> all things are forgiven. Come on down, Le'Veon. Well, man. Please, That's a game changer, man. He's a game changer. It's, it's the first, you know, you can say what you want to. Uh, Curtis Martin came in, Hall of Fame player. There were a couple other players before it, but the Jets haven't had any um, brand names, if you would, in, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. You got to reach. Well, 
you not only got to reach, but maybe you could make good decisions and get lucky. How's that? Make some good decisions and then be a little fortunate with the rolls of the dice that you play. And that's not an analytic sort of talk. I don't think it is. I think that's just standard operating procedure. Things happen. And Things, much much like my NCAA bracket, Mr. Kilbach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad, man. Um, twenty eight team, twenty eight team bracket. It Boston. was a it was a lot, man. There was a whole lot of lead changes. I mean, there was all sorts of swirling and dive bombing and climbing back out and people coming out of nowhere. Way down Oof. at the bottom, right above El Chapo, is Michi. 53 Awful. points out of a possible 9000. Yeah. <laughs> you went you went heavy on the uh heavy on the dogs or, or heavy yeah, heavy on the dogs and the dogs. Heavy on the dogs and light on the beef. And truthfully, with the exception of Virginia, all the beef is out. There've been some wonderful basketball games, I'll tell you what. Some really nice basketball games. And I uh, didn't pick, you know, I was wrong early and I was wrong often. But where I was wrong to me is the big dogs. Uh, I just I didn't see all the four top seeds, all the three of the four top seeds, rather, just not making it. Um, I should have, could have, but it was more like uh, analytic, I guess. But I was rooting for the big dogs, the eight seeds, the nine seeds. And knocking off, and there were some close games, knocking off some of the high seeds early. And when that didn't happen, Mr. Kilbasa, huh, your huh. truly's like sitting at the bottom of the pool and the pole and the tournament brackets. And my hoopa, hoopa, llama, llama, hoopa knowledge is highly questionable right now because my picks were bad. <laughs> <laughs> He finished 20, 26 out of 28, just two spots above El Chapo in this 64-team bracket. Michi, let's take a look. Let's go down to the Midwest quadrant. You let's, had... uh, let's talk about some uh, complete uh, reaches. Go ahead there, uh, Mr. Kilbasa. Let's yeah. have it here on uh, what yeah. exactly uh, yours truly did. You... Uh, you got hot on that seventh seed, Walford. I don't even know what what's their uh, the Terriers or something like that. The Walford Terriers. I, I, I don't know what it is. First of all, I call them Wolford. Wolford. The way I am, and I like Wolford. I like them a lot, but uh, they were the dog that could but didn't. They won a little bit, but they could not pull off the ultimate upsets. And there you have it. They had it, man. They had Kentucky beat. And, you know, of course it didn't work out that way. But if I was one of three people in America to pick that, the tone of this conversation might be a whole lot different. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> How many other people in America had Iowa State, Walford, Buffalo, Nevada in their Sweet 16? <laughs> yeah, you were going for the billion dollars right there. It, uh, I, I am the ultimate rooter for the underdog, and I don't mind that one bit. If that's, <laughs> if that's the nicest thing I can say about my crappy picks. 
You then, did it. I mean, you know, okay, this is ridiculous. You had Liberty and and Gardner Webb and UC Irvine, so you just shanked it. You took one for the team and let's say everybody's having fun here. You got St. Mary's. St. Mary's basketball was great this year. They had a wonderful season. Not they, so much in the tournament, though. Are they in New York? No, they're California. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> No, they have a beautiful campus in California, and anyone listening who has been there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Fantastic, fantastic place. Yeah, then I mean, you had a conventional three of the final four. You had St. Mary's go to the final four. <laughs> I had to pick somebody. <laughs> I had to pick somebody. And yeah. uh, we have right now, we have, all right, so I'm awful. That's okay. I can, like I, we were saying before the technical issues, I can teach a lot about basketball, but I don't seem to be picking none of the favorites. And I did take a lot of underdogs. I'm a big fan of those kids who aren't, uh, who are Division One talents, but don't necessarily go to top five schools. They're not Kentucky players. They're not Duke players. They're North Dakota State players. They're Liberty players. They put in a lot of effort. They got their scholarship. They put their work in. And they don't get enough credit, so yours truly came in and gave them all the love in the world in this year's bracket. That is the biggest bunch of crap I've laid out all night, Mr. Gildasa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick anything. Who do we have in the final four? Anyway, we have Virginia, the number one seed. That nobody who picked. Who else is playing? Yeah. You got Auburn, who, man, they uh, came out of nowhere as a number five who, seed. Are they playing Virginia? Yes. Auburn, even with the injury to their guy, can give uh, Virginia a hard time for one reason and one reason only. Even though Virginia plays a nice brand of defense, Auburn can hit 12 threes and outscore you, especially if your team is Virginia. But uh, did you see that guard, number 12 in white on Virginia, to completely dominate the action? DeAndre yeah. Hunter? Yeah, that's his name, Hunter. Whoo, kid is a nice ball player. Real nice. What class is he in? Does it say what what level of school he's? Uh, he's a six foot maneuvered? seven sophomore out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Friend Central School, whatever the hell that is. That young man, yeah, that's probably where Kobe Bryant went to school. But the uh, that kid can play some ball. Six foot seven guard. That's fantastic. And uh, what's the other bracket there, young man? You got Michigan State, so you did have one of the Final Four. Playing Gonzaga, that? that was a pretty – I mean, Michigan State-Gonzaga is a good solid pick on the one side. Didn't happen, though. No, it didn't. I mean, everybody uh, – I mean, this. I think Gonzaga was the second most picked team to win it all right. behind Duke. Who's Michigan State playing? They're playing Texas Tech. Shoo, the Red Raiders. Hey, who name me a famous quarterback that went to Texas Tech, will you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Baker Mayfield went there for a year, and yeah. I believe you're alluding to Brandon Whedon, maybe. Oh, yeah. no! I thought Brandon Whedon went to like. Uh, oh yeah, he went State. to Oklahoma State, not Texas Tech. I don't know. Right, Who's that gunslinger that they had? B B Blake Bortles. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. Where did Johnny Manziel go to school? Texas A&M. Uh, there's so many schools in Texas. But Texas Tech is playing basketball. They're playing a good brand of basketball. And let me ask you this while you're ripping new holes in Michie's uh, confidence <laughs> in basketball. 
Um, how many of our fellow uh, um, 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 bracket people, for lack of a better word, yeah, have at least one team in the final four? Everyone. I mean, if you do, I would think most everybody else does. <laughs> How about your bracket there, Mr. Kibasa? How many teams do you have? I was hanging tough. I was riding on Tennessee. It, it was all it all rode on Tennessee. Um, I'll tell you how many I have in That's the final you four. You don't have it committed to memory. Well, a- after Duke lost, I, I mean, I had Duke. That was that was great. That was great. I only had one. I had I had Duke versus Texas Tech. I picked Texas Tech, oddly enough. And oh, that's then, fantastic. And then I picked North Carolina and Tennessee. So I got both yeah, I got three of the four wrong. You're a mystic pitch maybe let me try that again. You were a mystic picking Texas Tech. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I missed, dude. I had. Let me see. Let me see how many of the Sweet Sixteen I had. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Wait a second, that was the wrong round. You're about to call sixteen. Count to sixteen. One, two, Those three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I had thirteen of the Sweet Sixteen, dude. I probably had like two. So I'm I'm in fourth place in points right now. I mean, I'll fall after that because I don't have teams in the final. I mean, well, let's I go picked Texas, Texas Tech, Tech to right? lose. Yeah, I picked them to lose. But oh, that's all right. Texas Tech uh, can play Michigan pretty tough. Michigan uh, State is uh, going to beat Texas Tech. I'll tell you that right now. They and... better. I mean, Tom Izzo's on. He's he's going to die if they if they win. He might die that night. Bonus question. If he wins this championship, how many will that be in his Hall of Fame career? One, two, three, or five? One. The answer is two. Is it? They He won yeah. one? I believe with Mateen Cleaves back in the turn of the century. Wow. Got, enough time has passed where we can start saying that now, has it not? Mateen Cleaves? <laughs> back in the turn of the century is what I meant. <laughs> We can start saying that it's you know almost twenty years later. We can start uh, making Y two K jokes again. Yeah, sure. I'm all I'm all for it. And uh, I I like Michigan State. Who do you see in the Virginia Auburn game? I oh, mean, I I didn't see either of those teams coming. But I mean, I I would hope I'm gonna hope that Auburn. Nah, nah, I can't know. I can't root for Auburn. Not you can't like put a Charles. Barkley big head in your in your heart and in your living room? No. I mean I I like I like if in the Iron Bowl I'm picking Auburn. I'm I am i am not gonna ever root for Alabama. And I do like it that they're the heel to Alabama. But I mean I guess, I don't know. Virginia, eh, they choked last year. They're on a run. I can't I can't I can't get myself to care actually okay well how about no, uh, i okay. mean but let's, i need to uh, care uh, let's okay I'll, I'll say auburn let's go with auburn they're they're the team of destiny um, i was going to change the question and it'd probably be in a me too era the wrong way to put it so i should ask it in two ways are you ready yeah. nothing like being controversial are you ready yeah if you were a girl which boys on these teams are the best looking boys to look at that's the one way to ask it to keep my ass out of trouble because I'm going to say it the way I want to say it now. As a guy, 
of these four states, which one, which which of these states have the nicest girls that you've met in your life? And I'll tell you what, I'll go right now. I'm picking Auburn to win everything, baby. Because you like Alabama girls? Because yeah, I like Auburn women. Hmm. War Eagle. Oh, am I about to get in trouble? No, man. War Eagle. <laughs> you, well, whatever you want to call it, man. But the people I've met, especially the women I've met, when I was a college age and when I was older, and even now, the people I met from Auburn were really pretty cool people. I enjoyed their company. The people from Virginia... They don't need to know Michi. Michi's just riffraff taking out the trash. I'm sorry, Virginia. I want no part of you. You want no part of me. I like you, Mr. Hunter, but I like the women from Auburn better. You can take your Virginia Slims somewhere else. Take those Virginia Slims and your your Virginia whatever else you guys do over there. You, You know, University of Virginia. Love you, Thomas Jefferson. Thank you very much. But your people are elitist, and I'm going to leave you alone. Go play lacrosse, Virginia. Listen, listen, and soccer. They play great soccer down there, but that's another story. And as far as the other bracket goes, well, even though I can root for Michigan State, I've never actually went out with anyone from Michigan or dated anyone from Michigan. And I have dated a few women from Tejas. So they never really worked out. So I guess I'm going to root for Michigan State. I'm going to root for Michigan State, and I'm going to root for Auburn. And for all the wrong reasons, I'm picking those two teams to play for the national championship. Okay. You heard it here first, America. Shoot, I used some serious logic in fantasy football. And here in basketball, I just threw that crap right out the window. And to win the ball game, I'm going to take, well, I'm going to take the best kissers, and I'm going to take Auburn. To win the national championship. And everyone gets a Charles Barkley fathead. And you get to smile with it and root for the Auburn, you know, and extol Auburn and go Auburn go. What is it? Go War Eagles go? No, it's just War Eagle. All right. So how's the phrase go when you're getting crazy? War Eagle. That's it. War Eagle. That's all they say in unison? War Eagle. That's all. That's like Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, War, Eagle. War Eagle. There you have it. Roll damn tide. There you have it. All right, America. All right, Mr. Uh, bracket Buster extraordinaire. I'm yeah. taking the... I'm taking one of the two dogs, and I'm taking Auburn to win the national championship. All right. I'll take Texas Tech. No, you're going to take the dogs, too. That's all right. Speaking of dogs, what's the best thing you've eaten in the last – since April Fool's Day there, Mr. Kielbasa? It's the – I had a a pretty big pork shoulder that – had been in the freezer for a few weeks, and I've just been waiting for the right time, so – when Friday rolled around, I uh, well wait that was wait that was Monday so it was Sunday rolled around. I took it out and they put it in the sink. It. I put it in the sink. Yeah, and said chill go. out, fellas. And then I put a rub on it later that night. And then before I went to bed, I put that sucker in the crock pot and turned it on low and went to sleep. And when I woke up. It tell was, me more. It, tell it me was, more. It was the, it was my best one that I've done. I can't. I, I've done several of them, and sometimes they just come out like eh. I mean, if you cook it on high in the crock pot, it's not it's not as good. And I'm I can't believe that, but it's true. But it is. You know, you cook it on low, it takes longer. Slow and low. That's why you do it overnight, so you don't have to wait for it. Just put it on before you go to bed, and it's ready when you wake up. And that and, sounds uh, 
Did you have that like with eggs in the morning? I had it with the eggs in the morning. I had it in a in a wrap in the afternoon, and I had it in my hand at night, <laughs> <laughs> grabbing it out of the crock pot because that sucker doesn't go into the fridge until day three. It's staying in the crock pot under glass, out where it can be handled and where it can be gotten to. For a couple and days, it's usually it would be finished. But how big a piece of uh, meat did you start? With? It was, it was like a it was like a six pounder. I mean, it was pretty big. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's it was a lot. I got a bag. I I got a bag for for dad, and I got a bag for El Chapo. And how I is had El plenty Chapo? Of it. He's good. How is El Chapo? So I was over there last night, and he's turned his his two bedroom apartment into a wood shop, which has its. You know, it has its positives and negatives, but sawdust on the floor is a good feeling for yeah, drinking he, beer he, at El Chapo's, right? It is. And he's got he's got an air filter set up that he mounted to the ceiling, which is hilarious. But where's it, it going to? Yeah, it's just it's one of those smoke eater thing. Well, it's just like an air filter that filters the air. So he's got and he's got vacuum hookups to all of his saws, but and he's got uh, like a couple sheets hung up on clotheslines to try to like make a little sell when he's doing his sawing but that all adds up to oh and throw in um smoking a pack a day inside of the apartment too so you throw all that on top of each other i was in there for a couple hours i i came home my i felt like i was like fighting a forest fire all night i woke up this morning i felt like i smoked three packs of cigarettes and ate a gallon of sawdust. I was, and I'm still, I'm still nasally from it, just with all the dust and the smoke in there, man. And like, I, you, know, you, you can't wear those clothes anywhere else. You got to wash them. You might just, you might soon leave them there and just be done with it. Yeah, I remember back in the day. I mean, it's funny how far long ago it seems. But when you went to a bar where everybody was smoking. I mean that was yes. that was that was normal forever, and you come home and just like, like the famous pub, namely, go there the next day, man. I I couldn't wear those clothes again, you know. Usually you get a couple days out of a pair of jeans if you're anything like me, but man, you can't do it. You can't put them back on if you took them to the famous pub because they stunk. The, uh, the world has changed in quite a ways, and I would imagine, you know, the old Hollywood movies and and, and certainly people younger than us will not know because it doesn't exist, but smoking was everywhere and ashtrays in pubs and bars were so commonplace um you couldn't even build a stereotype i was in a room once and there were seven people in it and it was a door was closed and seven people were smoking and the idea that i walked in and i turned around and walked out has never left me just this dense fog of cigarette smoke and no one cared you know the coffee was there there was alcohol on the table whatever but yeah that was just getting through a day <laughs> well, was, nothing wrong a... with getting through a day mind you but i understand i understand but those things have changed and probably for the better you know oh yeah man i yeah that it was i mean everybody smoked back then back in the day they they yeah, thought it was good for you I believe I saw a commercial where Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble were uh, yeah. like Winston Tobacco. Or Willie something freaking like that. Mays was in, in posters smoking a cigarette. And he didn't smoke a day in his life, but they paid him. Yeah. It's like, I'll hold this cigarette. Sure. How much are you paying me? Sure. Sure. The uh, the pizza place I worked at in high school, the, the, the and I've, I talked about him on an old sausage at the Pizza Chronicles, if you ever want to go back there and listen to that. Uh, um, I have to they, that. They. 
this couple that owned it, they, I mean, they were both chain smokers. He smoked Marlboro Reds. She smoked Marlboro Light 100s. And then if like the friends showed up, like if his, if his dad and stepmom came over, they were both, they, they'd come to the pizza shop and just hang out, you know, on a Friday night. And this is, this is like the size of a tra- It was like the size of a trailer, you know, it was long and thin. I mean, in, in yeah, a couple Blodgett pizza ovens, you know, nobody ate in there. It was just takeout. They, they had a table. Right. But you'd go in there, and the four of them, and it got me smoking. Like, I think I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> I walked in there, just a young lad, fresh-faced, and hated cigarettes. And then by, by my sophomore year, I'm trying to quit smoking. Anyway, you know, you go, you order a pizza, and you go in there. <laughs> On a Friday night with the four of those, I mean, ch- fucking chimneys, you walk in there and there's a like cloud and people are oh, like, yeah. God damn, I just want my pizza. <laughs> How about Shea Stadium when everybody was smoking? How about, uh, you know, on a football game? That's where the Jets played, right? Shea Stadium, the old Shea yeah, Stadium? Jets and the, uh, the Jets and the Metsies played out in Shea Stadium. Yeah. I mean, imagine there on a, you know, a nice October Sunday afternoon. 1.30 p.m. and 65,000 people are all just chaining them off, having the times of their lives. <laughs> and that was, and I'll throw one more in you because my dad um, would take me, how's this for craziness in retro America, America? We would go to double headers on Sundays at Shea Stadium. Tom Seaver was sure to pitch one game, always pitched on a Sunday, always had your best pitcher ready for a Sunday. Sometimes it was Seaver and Kuzman. Sometimes it was Seaver and somebody else. And my father and his friends would have this like orange red cooler filled with liquor and mixers and ice. And they'd have three bottles of soda pop for me. And they would sit in the deck up up top somewhere and get hammered. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, people who drink now have no idea how much their parents their grandparents and their great grandparents drank. We are like teetotalers compared to those generations. And there are very few people who can tell me different. And I won't believe them if they try because you may be the exception to the rule in 2019, but in 1952, your whole family could drink you under the table. Grandma, grandpa included bottles of booze, bottles of booze. And the best part is if you ever lived in the Northeast, coming away from Shea Stadium and driving into metropolitan New Jersey is no easy trick. And back in the day, there was not power steering on the cars in many of these cars. And these guys, my father and his boys, they were lit the bleep up. (laughs) And I didn't really think about it till I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And, I'm, and I would have loved to ask my dad, I said, Dad, did you have a real good time on those Sundays? And I would almost imagine he said, yeah, I was with you. We were at the game. It was great, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, Dad, you guys partied like it was – like it, prohibition just ended every Sunday that we were at these games. And we would go July, August, weather's nice, you know, all that. So, yeah, you can smoke, you can drink, you can get away with a lot of things and then drive home a mere 30 years ago. How's that? Without your seatbelt on. Uh, what's what seatbelt? <laughs> Some cars didn't have seatbelts. Some did. But, you know, it's like getting in a car now. What do you mean you don't have Bluetooth? What do you mean I can't, uh, you know, program my iPhone in this car? And meanwhile, your car was built three years ago. 
please, please. What do you mean it doesn't have a backup camera? You know what I really want in a car sometimes, man? Privacy yeah. to take a pee. Wow. The end of rest stops as we know it within 30 years. There will be no need for rest stops because you will have your beverages in your car, your toilet in your car, and you will tell your car, hey, we're going to Philadelphia and jump on in. It would be a sex drug crazed party if it were me. Wow. And and I won't have to drive. I won't have to get stopped. I won't have to do nothing. And then I'd probably just drive home because that was the trip. Grab a couple cheesesteaks and get the hell out of there. <laughs> Well sexed, completely high, and I'm going to enjoy a cheesesteak while some knucklehead drives me home at 65 miles an hour. It's not a knucklehead, excuse me. Some computer drives me home. We won't need rest stops. We won't need uh, gas stations. What are we going to do with all that land, Mr. Kilbasa? Bacon explosion drive throughs It's the way of the future. Bacon explosion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And how quaint we have a toilet. And how quaint we may even have a payphone, but it doesn't work. But we'll have one here just to show you what it's about. Meanwhile, you stop before your bacon explosion because you really can't wait for that cheesesteak. <laughs> now, technology will change the world, Mr. Kilbasa. It already and that is. Could be. In one measure, um, if these cars actually become uh, automated, um, there won't be a need for car garages anymore because, you know, you probably can fit three of them in there and, you know, you can just make a straight line. You can find something else to do with the property. Put an extra room in your house where half the population ditches their cars and they just Uber everywhere. You won't need garages. You won't need gas stations. Your drivable cars, if you could afford it, will take you everywhere. With a TV that you could watch. How boring, I couldn't imagine. But it'll all be, you know, we'll just get fatter and wider and stupider and more drug dependent. And uh, we'll have automatic cars. Diet 50 from being fat. Because no one gets any exercise. Well, all you got to do is mix in, uh, you know, 45 minutes, four times a week, and then you're golden. You got to understand that if you did the kielbasa exercise program with or without tutu and with the kettlebell, of course, that's all you would really need. You'd be fine. You fight off the the effects of uh, complacency and having things done for you in a computer generated society, and you'd still be in shape. Look at that in Philadelphia, Mr. Kielbasa. Imagine you had an auto driving car. To go along with your, you know, fancy airplanes that you have to pay pilots for. Say you don't have to pay the pilots anymore because your airplane will now, your car will now be an airplane and we don't have the private jet and the space that you have. I know you've picked me up in both the, the, the flying boat that lands on the water. What is that? A pontoon boat or something yeah, you have? Uh, the, yeah. I, I tell you what, I love that with the propeller and stuff, man. That was fantastic ride. The James Bond water landing. That's crazy. Well, that's what I was thinking of. But then, you know, I looked at the pilot. I said to myself, Kielbasa, how much are you paying this guy? And in the future, we'll have a car that could do that for us. And what are the pilots going to do? They're going to go work at Target? What are the dear pilots going to do in the future? What are the car mechanics going to be like? The whole world's about to change, Mr. Kilbasa, if we let it. Let's let's keep them wanting more. Hopefully, we're going to bring you back next week at the same time, same sandbox. 
and we're going to get on down. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. We can talk about anything pretty much. We can take topics, you know. Yeah. You know, if, um, if perhaps uh, we'll speak to some of our friends, El Chapo, Mr. Hex, Camp Hex, by the way. Yep. Maybe the Flying Savant, and perhaps they might have a topic or two for us to uh, throw into the wind. And we can cover all things, but we're not going to cover politics. And we, we should definitely have a NFL Draft Roundtable later in the month. There is uh, I want to leave you with this, Mr. Kielbasa. Yeah. Houston, not Houston, Nashville, Tennessee. Houston Oilers, right? You know, the Tennessee Titans said, there's no way we're wearing Houston Oilers throwbacks. No way. And that's fine. In the uh, Later in that week, the city of Nashville were about to clear-cut cherry blossom trees, cherry trees, to make room for the stage in the NFL draft. And they were the day they were going to cut them down, the outrage grew to such an extent that the mayor of Nashville, Mr. So-and-so, I don't know his name, um, said, no, we're not cutting down the trees. NFL, screw you. Roger Goodell, put your clown nose on. We're not ruining our city anymore for your tourist dollar. You cannot cut our trees down. We'll and see you tomorrow, I'll... everybody. <laughs> that's it. Thank you.